Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything Top Fives. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And uh, tonight we, we we got a doozy for you folks. I, I don't know I don't know what it is yet. But before we get to all the unknown, Shawnee, how are you doing, sir? Uh, doing good, man. Just moved to the city of Alhambra, uh, staying in a four-bedroom house. So I'm exhausted from the move, but definitely uh, really happy to be in a new spot and kind of a new environment and ready to start podcasting again uh, and making my own little home base out here. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, Congrats. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well, man. Um, you know why? Why? What's up? Because we're podcasting right now. I'm very yes. excited uh, <laughs> to be doing this show with you again, Shawnee. Um, I say again, like every week, like, you know, we do this every week. It's not like <laughs> it's been years, um, but uh, every time I'm very excited. Um, any, um, oh, any news in the news? This this week or so? Oh, man. Has anything happened this week? I know Wonder Woman came out. It's getting positive reviews. If we want to go I ahead. haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet either. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Um, I hope it's as good as they say. Um, you know, I asked uh, I asked Danny Rodriguez. He saw it. It's like, is yeah. it a 94% good? He's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> not to put him on blast or anything. I think he'd stand by that. And... I may not even be remembering it correctly. He may not have said that. Um, so anyway, I just don't <laughs> think it's going to be as good as a 93 or 94, whatever it's tracking right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it is fresh out of all the other DC movies that have come out so far in that universe. Yeah. So, um, and it's, yeah. They it's, needed it's, it. It's def- yeah, it definitely needs a character like that, especially as iconic as Wonder Woman. So uh, I'm going to see it. I'm going to buy a ticket for that. Check it out. See if there's anything that um, kind of leads towards uh, Justice League or any other kind of DC continuity. Yeah. And uh, give it a run. Yeah. So maybe maybe next time we podcast, we might have a little review if we both chit-chat. see it. So, a yeah, chit-chat. I'm going to try to go out to see it. Like, I'm not, I think I've told you, um, I'm a little, I'm starting to feel what they call a superhero movie fatigue. Yes. Starting to feel a little burnt out. I like I like Guardians of the Galaxy very much, but I didn't feel compelled to go see it in the theater. And like it's still in the theater, but yeah, the enthusiasm of like oh I got to go out and see it has totally worn off. Like this will definitely be a movie that I stream when it's available to stream. Um, and I'm starting to get nervous that I'm going to start to feel that way because I want to give my money, you know, to this. Like it's the first time we're seeing, you know. Uh, Electra, I don't think really counts. Catwoman doesn't count. Uh, Wonder Woman is your first modern day female led superhero movie. And I, I, I want to support that. Um, having said that, and this, this may sound very wrong or it might come off bad, but I want to have like a, like a real, you know, just open up your mind for a second yes. because I'm a cynical person. And so this is going to sound very cynical, but because I've heard like the third act is the same third act. You know what? You know what? I'm going to wait till I see the movie till I bring this up <laughs> because that just, yeah. that wouldn't be fair of me to, to go into this, what I'm about okay. to say. So I'm going to wait. Yeah. We're we'll gonna, have a, we'll have a, next week. we'll have a good discussion on it and, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully we'll like it and, uh, you know, it might be good and I'm sure every movie has, you know, every movie has their flaws and whatnot. Um, but I am excited to see this one, and the trailers look pretty pretty crazy. So, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Other if than nothing that, else, it looks like a beautiful movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, super stoked. Uh, anything else? Any other? Uh, I'm sure there is. I can't. I don't know. I, I read this thing today on Nerdist um, about the a live action TV series for Cowboy Bebop. And I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Joe, if, I don't know if you've checked that show out, but it's uh, it's really cool, man. It's about uh, bounty hunters in like space. And, you and Miles uh, recommended it to me several times, and I just it's bad, man. I just can't get into anime. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, I just can't it's, do it. It's very selective. There's like certain types of anime. Like um, what I like, I guess, about the anime genre is like they they kind of not push the limits, but. Um, there's nothing like holding them back from like the content they want to provide and the, and the, uh, you know, some stuff's pretty mature and like violent and whatnot. Um, Cowboy Bebop though, like it's like 23 episodes and even though it's, uh, it's, it's more of like a, like a traditional, like American style, like anime, I would say. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's got this really interesting, like, uh, like love story, but like crime mafia love story kind of thing going on. And that's for 23 episodes that there's, there's like this underlying, like uh story arc between the main character spike and I guess his lost love in the show. And um, it's pretty good. Like I check it out. I would still recommend to check it out. Um, but interested to see what the, li- like a live action show would be like, and who they would cast. Cause I know there were like rumors that like, um, Keanu Reeves is going to do like a movie and he would right. be the main character. And that kind of fell through. Um, so yeah, just trying to figure out like, you know, how they were, how they're going to execute it, who they're going to get to play the certain characters, how stylized is it going to be very similar to the, sh- the anime, you know, like, or are they going to kind of do what like some of these Netflix shows are doing? They're like kind of, uh, there's one called death note that's coming out. I think it's a movie, but it's based off an anime but it's like a total different adaptation and kind of look compared to the, uh, compared to the actual like animated television show. So, um, nice. I don't know. I'm, I'm always interested. Movies are always, you know, you're always getting different adaptations of certain, uh, you know, properties, I guess. And, uh, yeah, different types of art. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. To try. I don't know. I need to, I need to hear more info on it. I want to see what, how the project would go forward. But I wanted to do the show justice, if anything. Well, I I don't know, man. I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope so. You know, like, I've, I've heard, you know, you and Miles have, like, pitched it to me a few times over the years. And it always sounds really cool. And then I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm apathetic towards a lot of stuff as I get older. In my old age, oh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's different, you know, different tastes and different, you know, like, things you're into. Like, I think you would like the story, like the, just the underlying story in between it. And it's got like this, like the crime mafia, like, oh shit, this guy used to be, oh shoot, yeah. this guy used to be part that of. That sounds super awesome and appealing and, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. Well, check it out guys. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. It's got a lot of jazz music in it too. Heading, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> um, make that steak sizzle. Um, <laughs> Shawnee, 
Do you want to do you want to get to our list today? Sir? Yeah, let's do it. Fantastic. Um, would you like to go first? Would you like to Rochambeau? Would you like me? Let's to go Rochambeau first? right on right All on right. the airwaves. Rochambeau. All right, we both drew scissors. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> one more time. It's tough with the. I'm sure we have a delay on the internet. Ro. Ro. Oh. Sham. We're getting. Bo. Bo. That <laughs> I. Uh, all right. I got paper. Do you want to go two or three, or should we just? I <laughs> know oh, it's, it's all you. It's all you, dude. All right, um, Shawnee. What are your top five most anticipated video games coming out soon? Ah, okay. Uh, little note, you, you gave me this top five before, so I had some time to think about this. Uh, number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty World War II. Nice. Um, they're bringing it back to the, the classic Call of Duty, like from the World Wars, like the, uh, you know, those older weapons. And I know Battlef- uh, is it Battlefield 1 came out um, for the latest... I think it's Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, Battlefield One, which is a really good game. I haven't tried it yet, but it seems it's like really, that really that great. genre is kind of coming back again, like for shooters, like kind of the old World Wars, and you know, like uh, you know, uh, the weapons of that time and, and all that. So I'm not too big into Call of Duty. Like I've been playing, I would say the last one I played and have been playing is Black Ops Three. So like it's typical Call of Duty, like you know, shooters. I love the Black Ops series because they've definitely grown to like the customization on the weapons and everything. And so uh, I'm really interested to see how, if they kind of go back to this older, you know, kind of generation of warfare, like how that's going to be affected and how can you customize things? Will it be limited or will it be, you know, more kind of like Battlefield 1 where you, you find specialty guns and. And you have you know different uh, classes or whatnot, so I'm sure it's going to stay yeah. true to the Call of Duty experience. Maybe kind of tip its hat off to the older series and how it really started. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number five for uh, anticipated games. Very uh, nice. n- number four, this one kind of came out already, um, but I do want to play it. Injustice Two, uh, the DC it looks Injustice. Good. It looks cool, man. I'm a fan of fighter games and. Um, it's all the DC characters. There's a lot of customization apparently in there. So you can get like different costumes. And, uh, I played a little, I didn't own the first one, but I played a little bit of the first one. And I remember you, I think you recommended it to me as well. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. And, um, I know it's cool. It's like the DC universe fighting game. So you get to like use all these different abilities and powers from all these different characters. And there's, such a huge catalog of like DC characters that they have in the lineup. And it's what perfect to put it into a fighting game where you can use different uh, abilities and just different things for each character. Hell yeah. So that's number four. I got number three, red dead redemption two. Yes. Uh, I think there was a trailer out, but I don't, I haven't seen any, a lot of gameplay for the game yet. So, um, Playing the first one, I haven't beat it yet, but what? I did. I did play it. Um, another recommendation from you. I think I got the like greatest hits, so it came like the zombie mode yeah. or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, super stoked! I can't wait to see it on the next generation console. I mean, there's so much, especially with like the Grand Theft Auto series and how they've just evolved from there. 
they can definitely use that type of, you know, the, the graphics and engine and, and the way players get through or go through the maps. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the games I'm looking forward to. And I definitely want to play that on my PlayStation four this year or next year. So, um, number two, insomniac spider-man the next spider-man game so yeah sony's uh gearing up for spider-man homecoming so what's the best way to introduce a new game uh to connect those two together and have a different spider-man experience one of my top favorite uh games is the playstation 2's uh spider-man 2 which was so kind of the first like free run uh, yeah. You can travel the city and sling on different buildings and stuff. It was super cool and very, uh, like, very innovative. And I just hope that I have that same feeling when I play this game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And number one is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, mixed feelings with the, um, you know, from a lot of people about Battlefront what they could have added to the games. You had to buy a season pass, which was like another game in itself. However, I love star Wars and it's just such a fun game to play and to see how they will introduce a campaign mode and how they will improve the multiplayer gameplay. And now they get to pull from some of the new movies and that kind of like the new characters and those, and the, that universe and also tell a kind of a different story uh, or different perspective of uh, the battle between the, the rebels and the Imperials. So, I keep forgetting there's going to be a, a campaign mode. Yeah, which was the negative of the first one. A lot of people were like, there's no campaign mode. Uh, there's not a lot of level choices. And then, you know, like, I, I see with the first one, they kept it in the, the original trilogy, like those characters, those maps. So you're very familiar with that trilogy. But it's great because they're moving forward and they're slowly kind of integrating the new Disney Star Wars uh, films in there. So it's uh, it's great, man. I'm I'm super excited for it. The gameplay looks amazing, and again, it's just you know I'm ready to see you know the next step for Battlefront. And I freaking love Star you know, Wars. <laughs> you know what would be amazing to see in a game, especially like Battlefront, have a shootout level set on Mos Eisley. Oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. And yeah. you could like maybe jump on land speeders or something like that, or ride those big ugly blue things that they put in the special editions, you know, but like you're just, you know, gotten to shoot your way through, um, you know, like into the cantina and get to like the millennium Falcon or something like that would be so great. Oh, hell yeah. And you know what? I, I've played the original battlefront two, And a lot of people were comparing the new, the first, you know, the new <laughs> one that came out last year, or was that two years ago? Um, to battlefront two, because, the older one, there was like vehicle, you can ride vehicles. I mean, you can, but they're power up specials in the first, in the, the newest game. So, uh, and then there's like tons of levels and tons of like, just, it's such a big game. And so I, that's what I, my only hope for the second one is they just listen to all the negative feedback, improve on it, add that campaign in there and yeah. And have a kick-ass Star Wars game to play. And I think they're developing more Star Wars spin-off or genre games too as well as they continue on you know forward with Disney's crusade of Star Wars and take it over the world. <laughs> so they really are, aren't they? They are, man. Yeah. Uh, Galactic Inquisition or something. I know, right? Um 
So that that Excellent. is my top five. And I also Good have list. I also have some news. I'm actually going to be attending E3 next weekend. Really? Yes, sir. Yeah, one of my uh, buddies, his friend works for Bethesda Studios, who developed nice. uh, Skyrim and Fallout uh, Four. So uh, they're going to be uh, hosting like a event there. And yeah, we just got kind of uh, guest tickets for it. So yeah, I don't know what days I'm going to be able to attend. So it's great because I can pretty much go the whole, I think the whole uh, couple of days it's going to be going on. So, but I'm super excited because I, all the games that I've talked about, I might have a chance to play or try a demo of or, or see, you know, what's the next step for Battlefront. And so I'm super excited for that. And I've never been to an E3 before. I've been to like Comic-Con awesome. and WonderCon yeah. and stuff, like comic conventions. But gaming is, is still a favorite thing that I like to do or a favorite hobby. And uh, it's crazy they have this huge convention for it. But, you know, that's where all the news drops about, you know, the next titles and next consoles. And it uh, gives you a chance to try out. I haven't tried VR yet, so I'm kind of interested to try that out. Did, did I tell you I tried VR? No, I don't think so, no. At uh, Cinequest, they had like a room for VR, and um, they had Arkham VR, which is the only thing I want to try. I couldn't fit the damn thing over my head and my glasses, and like it was really uncomfortable. It felt like someone was just squeezing my my face. Oh my gosh! Um, so I didn't even get to play because like it was really difficult to see anything. Like it's not meant for people with glasses. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I put it down before it even started. So I was yeah. pretty bummed. Um, I, I but feel like I would said get that, sick. I want to like give it a better shot and try it again. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I, I feel like I might get sick the first time around, but I'm just yeah, curious. I'm just curious to see like the perspective. Cause I, I've done like not VR, but you know, I understand like the 360, like the advantages of that, like, you know, how your body movement kind of affects that. And, uh, there's so many applications for VR too as well. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what, like how gaming gets enhanced in that way. Like, is it another gimmick? You know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of yeah. 3d technology and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I very curious to see what happens at E3. So I, I will definitely tell you guys about it on the next show. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. Cause that sounds Really dope. That sounds pretty <laughs> tight. Uh, E3 is... I was just watching a thing today about like the best and worst moments of E3 and stuff. Oh, um, really? And there's some weird... There's some weird times. But like I, I, like one of the coolest ones was the president from Sony in 1995 walked up for the Sony presentation and he yeah. just walked up to the mic and was like, two ninety nine, and he walked off. <laughs> <laughs> the, price of the, the price of the console, right? It was like, yeah, only 300 bucks. And uh, Um, that's like the norm now for like consoles and VRs. Like, well, I guess PlayStation VR is like pretty much like buying a console. Like those PC dollars, right? I think so. Yeah. And then a lot of those PC oriented VR, they probably run like, I don't know. I mean, probably under a thousand dollars, but it's all the hardware you get with it. Right. Like the headphones and like the controllers. Because you need the motion. Yeah, all the motion. And it's like, it's kind of interesting because like, I'm curious to see like the different ways they, because like some VR systems, they do like cameras and sensors. So there's like different ways of achieving the same thing. 
but like it could be more accurate. So I'm curious, like I'm curious the tech side of it too as well. Like, oh, how's this work? You know, like how you how you you know how do you have the ability to like shoot a pistol in a game or something like that with the cam, yeah. you know, with the um, sensors tracking you and stuff. So um, yeah, super excited, super excited. It's super interesting. Like movement, I think would be like the hardest thing to master. You know, because like it's either got to be on rails or you got to like be on like a little uh, like uh, whatchamacallit treadmill kind of thing. Yeah. Walking in place, you know, like they got to that. They have to perfect that before it really f- takes over, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I saw one, a video of this company. I think they're doing like a Kickstarter. So they're like a small company. Um, but they did this thing where you're kind of like suspended like a couple inches off the floor, maybe just enough to like touch your feet. And it uses like, it's a trying to figure out a way to explain this. Imagine like the platform you're on is like concave, like it's curved. So since you're suspended, you have like, as you try to walk or simulate the walking motion, you're almost like your feet are almost like sliding uh, on this like surface. So it has like no movement. It's just, it's all you. It's just, since your body's suspended, you have less weight. And so you have the ability to kind of like move in place. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy thing. And then I saw this, um, saw this one thing. It's kind of connects to music. Uh, this company called sub pack. And it's like, imagine a, um, a, uh, a vibrating controller on your, as a backpack. So like a subwoofer on your back and some, you know, like people use it for gaming. So to simulate like body hits and stuff or intruders. Um, and then I'm kind of interested in the musical act- aspect, like, you know, how you like mix a song and use this kind of uh, sub backpack to like enhance your music or enhance the experience of listening to that song or whatever. That's so cool. some interesting like stuff like out there, like technology or whatnot. But um yeah, dude, I'm, I'm kind of actually, I don't know if, if uh, E3 is mostly games or if there's other types of like technology that will be there. And um, there's another convention called Maker Fair where a lot of people do like 3D print, 3D printing and like robotics and stuff. So kind of curious about that too. So, I mean, this, yeah, I'm very interested in, in E3 and how it's going to be and uh, kind of the future of gaming. We kind of get a glimpse into what's going to be the next thing, you know, for the next year. Yeah, that's gonna so. be really cool. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah, dude. Hey, excuse me. I'm just gonna Kelly. turn my I'm just gonna turn my light on real quick. So, uh, imaginary Sean is turning on his light. The light is now on. Sean is sitting back down, and he's back. Hi. He's back. Hello. <laughs> Almost spilled my coffee. Oops. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. What is your top five anticipated games for? I guess this year, 2017. Um, well, number five would be Spider-Man. What was it called again? Insomniac? I think it's uh, Insomniac is the company. So Insomniac's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's a little part. Like, there's been so many crappy Spider-Man games that it's hard to get enthused. But every time a Spider-Man game comes out, there's that, like, 11-year-old in me is like, Man, I remember when these games rocked. Um, the oh, first yeah. one for that was on PlayStation N64 was so good. So good. Um, like, 
oh, it's such an amazing game. And Stanley narrates it. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've got the voice actors from the cartoon and everything. And but you know, Spider Man Two again was such a. You know, I think when Grand Theft Auto came out, all the nerds were like, "How cool would it be if it was a superhero?" You know, oh yeah, if the same of open world kind of thing. But if you were a superhero, and we finally got that, that was the first one to give that to us, and you could deliver pizzas and like do so many random <laughs> things. And it was great, um, and the web swinging throughout the city just felt good. It felt like oh, when you were so skateboarding good. on to- in Tony Hawk or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, Spider Man number five because I'm holding out hope. I hope they do a good job. Yeah. Um, number four. Um, this there was there's been leaks like on Reddit and stuff, and um, so n- there's been no official announcement. But word under the street is that Batman: Arkham Insurgency is the next oh. game, and it's apparently being developed by WB Montreal, who did Arkham Origins. And um, yeah, apparently you're gonna have it's gonna be set like three years after. Uh, Arkham Origins, and you're gonna have Robin in tow, and I think like Batgirl's gonna be like you're gonna like bring oh. her under your your wing or whatever. Cool. That's what I hear. Yeah. 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 Sounds great. I thought there they was were talking that they're. Yeah, I thought they were done on. making those games because I know they did the they moved to the Batman Telltale series, right? Well, and Rocksteady's done. Rocksteady. Okay, it's uh, Montreal, yeah. right? Okay. Cool. Because oh, WB dude. wants to keep that. That Arkham cash flow coming. Yo, those games are amazing. I think one of my favorite, like, Arkham City is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, me Just too. of how good it is. And you could be Batman. I mean, like, you can't ask for anything more, you know? It's the ultimate Batman simulator. It's, yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I really hope this this happens. Because, um, yeah, they were talking about doing a Damian Wayne Batman game for a minute there. They're also oh. talking about doing a Suicide Squad movie, but using like the Arkham engine. It's like what? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I hope that this happens. I hope that it gets announced. And I hope man. they announce it soon. Yeah. Maybe at um, E3. <laughs> how, dude? How sick would that be? That'd be awesome. Like, dude, it's true. Um, <laughs> that'd be really cool. And they have like demos um, ready to go. Like, oh shoot. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, and you know what? This is because, like, the gameplay is amazing. The stories are usually fairly good. Um, but my favorite part about those games is getting to, like, change the outfit that Batman is in. Yes. Like, I can be, you know, Gotham by Gaslight Batman. I can be Long <laughs> Halloween Batman. Uh, it's so it's, nerdy. But it's, like, you know, my modern day equivalent to collecting action figures, even though I still collect action figures. So it's, like, it's mind-bottling. Dude, <laughs> mind-bottling. <laughs> Dude, that's thoughts get all trapped inside a bottle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, the costumes were my favorite part of the game. Because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, you get to live your fantasy. Like, I want to be, you know, freaking, you know, the Tim Burton Batman you know, or which is such a cool looking design on the in Arkham oh, Knight. It looks yes. so good. You could like see the like leather and st- I don't know what it is, the texture on his on his yeah. cowl. And then you know, then they do like the Batman V. You know, they had like you know in promotion for Batman v Superman. They had like the that Ben Affleck version, and then uh, what's the one I Dark Knight Returns? Dark Knight Batman Returns, nineteen thirty nine. First, I appearance. love playing as uh, oh, I love playing that one. 
So, oh, Adam West. Adam, uh, that one's the funniest one. Because you're so just good. like running, you know, you're doing all the little <laughs> things and running and stuff. And uh, it's just so funny to see the, like the classic costume. But it's great they put that in there. It's really, it's really cool they put that in there. Yeah. Cool. Um, those are great games. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll get excited for any, you know, crumb of a rumor for a new one. Uh, number three would be Star Wars Battlefront 2. I am super excited for the campaign mode. Uh, and like, because I was one of those people that felt that the first game just didn't have enough content to justify the price or any kind of, I, I don't know. Like I was like, well, you know, after renting it for a weekend, I kind of felt like I had done everything. Yeah. Um, so... I'm really excited for a bigger game and just more, more Star Wars. More Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> um, number two, Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo ah. Switch. Do you have a Switch yet? I don't. Do you? I do not either. Man, I want That's one. Like, I check every week if they're in stock. And they're, they're still out they're of not, stock. They're never in stock anywhere. No way. They were in stock one time, like right when they were available for pre-order. Oh, and it was shit. like two in the morning. Maybe you have to just and, come uh, down to LA, dude, and buy one. <laughs> do they have them in stock down there? I haven't checked in this area that I moved to, but um, I'm sure there's got to be one out there because there's like I mean, tons of targets and stuff. Did, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's really difficult to get your hands on one right now. Yeah. Um, well, you you I remember you telling me how you were trying to pre-order one, right? So, um, well, it was like two in the morning and they were available only from one seller, you know, and they list like six different sellers on the website. And I found oh. one and I was like, and I kind of gently like, woke Christine. I was like, baby, can I buy a switch? <laughs> he was like, how much is it? I was like, it's $300. Yeah. And she was like, good night. So I didn't get it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like, Mario's going to be interacting like with, human looking people like the proportions are all weird he's like in a realistic yeah. semi-realistic like Nintendo new york city some shit oh, yeah some stuff like that like like a new york city but i don't know it's, it's like classic jump mario. rope yeah <laughs> classic mario platformer though right you know and yeah we we kind of grew up on the mario games and mario 64 changed everything and so Dude. yeah i'm kind of excited for that i i kind of want to try us i haven't tried one out yet the switch so uh, i haven't either I'm hoping to get to try one out soon and uh, I don't know, see what, you know, see what uh, is worth investing in. You know what I mean? Like I know they're going to have all the games. Like I've seen breath of the wild is the Zelda game. And it looks freaking amazing. Um, yeah. I want to do that. Like, but you know what? I always get really excited about a Zelda game, but then I think back and there's really only two Zelda games that I ever like got actual enjoyment out of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's easy. It's like you got to be like kind of a genius to play those games, or like it. T- yeah, it takes a lot of time off your hands. It's very similar yeah. to like Skyrim. Like it's open world in the new one, so it's it's definitely there's a lot of different things to do, and um, that's cool. Yeah, apparently there's yeah there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of stuff in the game. So, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting a Switch just for for like that game or you know Mario. So um, yeah, and I would rebuy Mario Eight on. The Switch. Oh. That's how much I enjoy that game. Yeah, and then I guess so was Skyrim. The, uh, yeah. Oh, they have Skyrim's Skyrim coming too. out. That's yeah. right. 
and, I, and I'm sure they have their like Nintendo store, you know, of classic retro games and stuff that you can. They're purchase. working that out. I, I was reading something about that. Um, they actually changed their policy. It was going to be like if you signed up for it, you get a free game a month, and then it turned out no, you get to download and like rent the game for a month for free, and then it goes back to the store, and people ah. were like furious. And but they've since corrected that. I forget what the new policy is, but it's a lot yeah. better. Like I think you do get a free classic game every month or something. Interesting. Have you yeah. looked into? I was looking at this. Have you looked into PlayStation Now? I have. I I did a trial run and I rented um, Arkham City before they released um, oh, the nice. HD version and when my PS3 was was on yeah. the fritz, you see. And um, honestly, dude, it just didn't play well over like streaming and I don't know, like it just, it was, there was a lot of lag and nothing felt smooth or buttery like you want movement to in a game. And, yeah. uh, and so I think... On top of the twenty dollars a month, don't you have to pay for the rental itself? I'm not really sure. I I, I assume sure either. I assumed it's twenty dollars. You get to play pretty much all those games, but I didn't realize it's a streaming service. I guess that's the only way they can deliver it to you. So, um, I mean, you might be able to download the games. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Although maybe not, because like, what if you do it for a month or something, and then you download a game and then you cancel it, like. Would they allow that? I don't know. Sony seems sure. pretty corporate. I kind of look into it because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it'd be cool to try out some of those older games. And I still have some PlayStation 3 games. So it's just like, Don't oh. do it out of principle, man. They shouldn't have to make you, like, buy those games. I know, Over right? and over. That's how you win all your Backwards fans compatibility, over. Sony. Come yes. on. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, anyways, what, uh, you had a couple other ones on your list, right? Oh, that was number two, Mario Odyssey. Um, number one is Red Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, the first game is well, technically second, I guess, but it's so it's a masterpiece, and you gotta finish the the story mode, dude. You gotta finish it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pop that in as soon as I can. Oh, that's <laughs> out of all the games. Like, I miss playing Arkham City on the PS3. I miss playing Call of Duty uh, Black Ops. But I find myself thinking about Red Dead Redemption often and, like, wishing my PS3s worked and, like, I could Aww. play that game again. I miss it so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a, like, comforting, you know, the music, the lighting in the game, the atmosphere, everything is just kind of like, all right, like, I can exist in this world for a few hours and kind of forget about everything that's going on in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you just want to like just ride around on a horse and enjoy the scenery, you can do that. You know, you it's oh, it's such a master. Can, it's so good. It's you can so be a good, good guy and a bandit. You know what I mean? To get, they give you those choices too. Yeah. So that's super cool. Yeah, I I think it's going to be an amazing game. I'm sure if for so much uh, kind of fandom behind it and a lot of people really liking the the series, you know, it's I'm sure they're going to do it justice and. Kind of give it, uh, I don't know, I, I'm really, it, it's going to be interesting to see on the new systems, on, you know, kind of new hardware. It's probably going to look beautiful, kind of compared to, like, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, so. Which I felt Grand Theft Auto Five on the PS3 was probably the best-looking game I've seen on that system. And maybe because it came out a little bit later, they kind of maximized the amount of, you know, how much power they can use and, 
you know, yeah. what else, you know what else they can push out of that PS3. So um, it yeah, looked really good on PS4 too. Is I gotta it yeah, push I, the PS4 to its limits. It was, I gotta it's check nice. that out too. Grand Theft Auto, dude. I want. I kind of want to buy a GTA, the GTA Vice uh, Vice City, and I think it's the GTA Three, Le- Three and and Vice three City and, and San Andreas. And San Andreas and Vice City, yeah, Vice City. It's like a San trilogy, Andreas. right? Yeah, for something like that. a pack. Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, I remember those uh, days when we used to play Grand Theft Auto at your place, and I wanted a PS2 so bad, <laughs> and I those... eventually got it for that reason <laughs> to play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I believe Vice City was the first game I got with it. Um, <laughs> Vi- Vice City, man, it's such a classic game, and it's so, it's so like. Good. It's so ahead of its time, like open world, you know, destroying cars. And it's just, it's so much fun to play. And the soundtrack. Soundtrack's the best. And they had the it's little radio amazing. hosts. Everything, everything about the game was solid. So, Games um, had really good soundtracks when we were growing up. Vice City, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, yeah. That's kind of all I can think of, but, you know, <laughs> very good soundtracks. Mafia 3 has an excellent soundtrack. Oh, I haven't played that one. It's it's it plays a lot like the older Grand Theft Auto games, the GTA threes or you know something like that, because there's yeah. just not as much like overwhelming content like there is in the current gen uh, Grand Theft Auto games. Like yeah, it's more stripped down. I think you'd like it a lot, and the soundtrack's really good. Cool, another one to check out. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Well, very good. Those are our, our top five uh, most anticipated video games. Shawnee, what is your top five, sir? This one's kind of an interesting one. I was thinking, especially after moving, um, I did a couple of life hacks during this, uh, this move. And uh, I have some simple life hacks listed here. I don't know which one's the best one out of all of them. Ooh. But um, yeah, your top five uh, favorite life hacks. And it could be like, Simple stuff. Um, I don't know. Anything that makes things easier for, or as far as organization or anything like that. Um, anything you do at work? Let's see. Life hacks. I mean, honestly, I, I tend to make my life a lot harder than it needs to be. <laughs> um, I usually do the opposite <laughs> of a life hack. But let's see. Organization-wise, um, let's say uh, Cornell Notes? No. Um, Corn- Cornell Notes, yeah. I, uh, all right, fine. We'll, we'll say Cornell Notes is one. <laughs> we'll say, um, you know, okay, this thing I've developed for my whiteboard. On Mondays, I write in blue ink. And Tuesdays, I write in red. <laughs> and Wednesdays, I write in purple. You know, so each, you know, I can look at my notes and be like, okay, this was written on this day and then find some kind of chronological oh, order to the madness. That's very um, interesting. I've never heard that as far as like using it for time, like to keep track of yeah, time. That's interesting. You know, I've got such a big board that it's like, you can never make sense of like, okay, was this a fresh idea or is this the first idea or like, you know what I mean? Very so like, interesting. I That's a really good life something. act. That's a really good one, dude. Thank you. Um, Oh man, this is tough. This is very it's tough. tough. Yeah, so, so the, some of the stuff I listed is like really simple. Like I learned this in college or some you know stupid thing. Here's one, uh, and I got this from you for decorating. Um, pin records to the wall. 
I ah, think it looks yeah. awesome and classy. And um, I think I first saw you do that, and I was like, I'm stealing that. Um, so <laughs> pinning records and also comics is cheap, but kind of a cool way to decorate. Awesome. So that's a life <laughs> for you. Um, shoot, man. Um, do you do anything as far as... Uh, Anything to help you organize like your records or your books or your alphabetically movies? or by author, by artist. By um, artists, I would okay. love to do something more like by director or, you know, but it's, you That's can't all. do genre cause there's too many sub genres. Yeah. Um, I'm, or, I'm starting to you know, alphabetically movies or music can be a blend of two things. It's like, where do you put it? Yeah. Um, but so I, I tend to, you know, last name alphabetical, just, is the easiest way to do it, um, yeah. which isn't interesting, unfortunately. And finally, oh, this is tough, man. Um, well, I keep notebook certain notebooks for certain things. Okay. Um, you know, I've got uh, I've got this notebook that has all of the notes for the current script that I'm writing. Um, this notebook is our top fives notebook and oh, awesome. you know, it contains all, all our stuff like that. Um, I've got a notebook for, for drawing. I've got another notebook, uh, for storyboarding. Um, so I love notebooks. I absolutely love notebooks. Um, and it's cool. It keeps, so, you know, it keeps all your stuff, you know, in one place and whatnot. And, and it's, it's the, I guess sometimes the act of opening that notebook up and kind of going back into that world, you know, and not having kind of like everything scattered, you know, so that's super cool, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it helps cause like, uh, I hate writing. Like I'm, uh, you know, I, I hate it dude. Like sitting down to write is like, especially what, what I'm working on right now, this script for whatever reason, it's like pulling my own teeth and I never <laughs> want to do it. But, um, you know, kind of flipping open a journal or a notebook or whatever and seeing a tiny page like this, you know, just like, all right, you tell yourself I'm going to, put pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if this is college ruled. I'm going to finish a page and then I'll at least, I won't be mad at myself for not writing today. And then yeah. you start and you realize, Oh cool. I'm four or five pages later. Now I'm ready. I'm geared up to actually work on what I, you know, was dreading to work on. So, um, that's a life hack, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But, dude. Uh, I, I like your life hacks. Very, very, it very it utilizes uh, some of your, you know, main, uh, you know, strengths or whatnot as far as, you know, like your writing and stuff like that, organization. I was going to call them neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's super cool, dude. Um, Thanks. It is, yeah, that's, it is, a, that's a good top five. I, I'm just so, so not like a life hack kind of, kind of person. <laughs> like I said, I tend to make things harder. So yeah. that's, that's good to start thinking about. Like, cause I, you know. I'd like to make things easier. For oh yeah. And so, some of it's just like simple stuff. Like on my list, I got, uh, I take pictures of things like I need to remember like grocery lists or whatnot. Sometimes I have my notes app or, you know, something to write things down and I do do the top five lists on there as well. And that's what I'm reading from at the moment. So nice. o- always utilize the simplest tools, uh, especially if, if you have the ability to have a mini computer in your, in your pocket. Um, this one I learned in college. It's uh, opening a lighter or opening a bottle with a lighter. 
uh, a beer bottle. Yes. So that's if you don't have a beer opener or anything like that. If you have someone who smokes or has a lighter handy, you can use a lighter and a, with a little bit of leverage, get that uh, bottle open. So just like that. Uh, number three, life hack for food, cooking bacon in the oven. Yeah, good call. And uh, I think we've discussed this on a, one of our older episodes uh, yeah. with ba- bacon or <laughs> bacon talk. But um, <laughs> yeah, bacon uh, in the oven, it, what it does is it keeps its like size and, you know, the pretty much it doesn't shrivel up and all the fat kind of like stays on it. So uh, if you want to maximize your bacon meat, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> um, cook it in the oven. It's the best way to, to have it. And uh, you feel like you're you feel a little more full, I guess. I don't know. It's something about absolutely like, when it shrivels up. And I, I do like crispy bacon when it's kind of uh, on the oven or on the stove for a little bit. But um, if you want to just maximize your baconage, <laughs> do it in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do it in the oven? oven. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, this one I've been doing uh, at work when I do the tips for my store. Uh, if you're playing some music in the back or if you're playing music at your leisure, uh, what I do is I take a cup and I don't want to say where I work at, but <laughs> it's a fairly big cup. And what you do is you put your phone inside the cup and when you play music, you hear it amplifies the sound. And so um, depending on like what direction your speakers are on your phone, you can make it kind of sound like it's coming from a speaker. So uh, that's one simple one. If I can't get enough volume going, if it's kind of loud where I'm working, uh, it's a very simple one. And my number one, mostly I, I would feel a use, not really a life hack, but uh, cable ties and Velcro strips have saved everything. Like my anything I organize, um, if you want to hang pictures, uh, or sound paneling or whatever you want to do, Velcro is the way to go. The double-sided Velcro. Um, yeah. Then there's also the Velcro ties. So if you want to tie like cables or anything, it's a perfect way to, uh, to keep your cables in check. And it's just kind of similar with your coloring. Uh, if you color code it, it might have a specific meaning to the specific cable or whatever you're kind of winding up. So um, yeah, freaking Velcro ties and, yeah, those are those are perfect, man. And they definitely keep things handy and and you don't have all this clutter with all the cables and stuff. So Very that, good call. That is my number Very one. Very good call, sir. <laughs> Very nice. Top five life hacks. Life Imaginary hacks. audience. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank <laughs> you, Shawnee. That was a good top five. Thank um you. I'm gonna throw it back to you and ask Hi. you what your favorite movies are. Of 1998. Ah, there was quite a list there. Just like every year we've done so far, there's so many movies that come out that are really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list. Number five, Rush Hour. Nice. Um, <laughs> Jackie Chan and, uh, and uh, wow, what can I think of his name? Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah, amazing. Really, really good film kind of my introduction to Jackie Chan, even though I, I remember seeing some of his earlier movies before, but kind of his American debut, I would say. Um, 
in you know like modern cinema. Uh, number four is Mulan. Got a Disney one in there. Ooh. Uh, very very different film, making the female character, uh, you know, try to live up uh, to her family's wishes and kind of takes her on this journey and she like pretends to be a guy. And then, you know, I don't know. It's just a lot of kind of like family, especially with Disney films, like a lot of that family, like themes of family and like, you know, being strong and, and whatnot. And it's, it's cool to see that in a uh, animated film. Uh, number three is the Truman show. Uh, Jim Carrey kind of playing more of a dramatic uh, role, a little bit of humor in there, obviously, but um, quite an interesting concept, right? You have a guy, uh, all his life has been a reality TV show and um, everything has been chosen and scripted for him. And uh, you could see how that affects a person in the long run. So it's, it's a very interesting story. It kind of takes a different uh, kind of uh, role into like what film and media, I guess has, uh, you know, has an effect on us. And especially now kind of like, it's weird to think this came out in 98, but like now with like, digital media and, and phones and technology now, you know, it's like anyone can be living in reality. We could be living in the matrix if we really wanted to. So, wow. um, that's I a good call. Yeah. That right. Is, it does. It does yeah. kind of circle back to like some of the stuff that's going on now. Um, number two is the wedding singer. Uh, got wedding a, singer came out in 98. All right. Yeah, it did. I believe no. it did. Did I? Oh man. All right. <laughs> thank let me, you let thank me you make for sure. saying that <laughs> the wedding no you're right yeah is it okay yeah good call good call shawnee yeah one of uh my favorite adam sandler movies and again kind of it was a great reflection on the 80s you know 80s music culture and it was a great love story i, I really enjoyed the film and um i don't know the ending's like just so like just so good like yeah it's a perfect little closer and there's that struggle with you know um you know drew barry's morris character and her like fiance you know it's just like all this glenn gulia yeah yeah julia gulia um (laughs) but then you know we have adam sandler's character as a wedding singer and he's trying to find meaning out of his life you know also try to find love at the same time and just the traditional cast of characters from you know happy madison productions and a lot of some of those guys you see later on in some of Adam Sandler's movies. So, uh, a great cast. And I think it's just, it's a good story. I really liked it. It's really fun. And, um, I hate to bash on Adam Sandler, but not nothing compared to what he's doing now. Um, which is mostly, I feel like for laughs more than kind of for laughs and that kind of dramatic side to it, you know, there's a deeper meaning into the story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my number two, and then number one is uh, Saving Private Ryan. Fantastic, uh, fantastic film. Uh, you know, it takes the the horrors of warfare and and the camaraderie of of you know uh, people, soldiers in the military, and um, and spins quite a you know really inspiring story, and you know shows kind of gets me really jazzed about. Um, you know, the, our country and like just, uh, recognizing everyone who's been in service. And, you know, I, I see that reflect in that movie and, you know, how warfare can affect people and, and, you know, how, uh, a lot of the soldiers and people in the military are out there fighting for us. So, uh, it is very a patriotic movie and it still hits me in yeah. that way. So it's kind of like the, uh, it's my number one as well. 
Um, <laughs> it's kind of the Michael Jordan of war movies. You know what I mean? Like it's when you think of the best war movie, it's yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Um, yeah. And to think that it lost to Shakespeare in Love at the yep. Academy Awards. I'm getting a little angry just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the beach scene, everything. And it's one of those where I saw it at the age that I saw it, you know, and I remember having the DVD and watching the special features. And I remember like taking that and Jurassic Park and I'd watch the special features back to back and learning about how Spielberg was like, yeah, the way we achieved that was just we had a shaky camera. I When I read the script, I was like, yeah, we were just going to need a shaky cam. And like... You know, all they're doing is shaking the camera, but it looks like, you know, the beach is getting bombed. And like, yeah, for Jurassic Park, you know, to get the the when the uh, T-Rex is walking and they see the ring in the in the water, someone they couldn't figure out how to get that. And someone had a guitar, an acoustic guitar, flipped it upside down, put the water on the back of the guitar, strummed it. And that's how they get or they just plucked a string and that's how they get the circle. So like, wow, that's so seeing that, you know, definitely you know, steered me in, in a certain direction and, and, Oh yeah. You know, it's a staple for film and everything. It's a staple for filmmaking and, and just still ways of innovating and, and kind of pushing that genre. Right. You know, you know, there's been lots of war films before it, you know, older ones too as well. Um, but you're right. Like that has become, you know, it's, I feel like a lot of war films, they take from, Saber Private Ryan because it just had such an impact. Yeah. And uh, it nails all the classic beats, you know? Like it's it does. kind of like the greatest hits war movie almost. You oh, know it has I mean? everything in there. P- you know, stuff struggles with PTSD. You know, we have, uh, you know, patriotism and, and the banding of, of brothers pretty much, you know, and, um, and just a cast, a different characters from different places. Um, which was also really cool. You know, everyone came from different areas of the United States. Um, they all and had the cinematography too, like and influenced cinematography, everything yeah. that came after it. Like to this day, we're still seeing it. Like um, they took what they, I forget what part of like the film they ripped off. So that's why you see some light come in and it's kind of washed out. You know, it's like those muted colors and everything. Yeah. The cinematographer, I think it was Dougie Slocum. Um, you know, uh, exposed it in such a way, you know, they did it. But now whenever you see a movie that takes place in the forties, it's got that shimmer like it does in saving private Ryan, but it's, it's more polished and it's more product than anything yeah. else. And it's just a way to remind you that, Hey, you're in the 1940s, but it's like saving private Ryan did it first and it did it like for a reason. And with, yeah, with craft, you know, with um, craft. Yeah, definitely. It changed everything. It 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 changed everything. Um, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. That's yeah. That's solid film, and you know I, I still enjoy just sitting down and watching that film and just yeah. uh, following all those characters. So yeah. it's one of the only movies that like consistently every time I see it makes me cry. <laughs> when uh, it is, it gets when really. He's like, earn this and um yeah uh tom hanks know. is amazing in it too by the way yeah he's so good he's everybody in that vin diesel's good in it like come on yeah. uh, <laughs> what's the secret to vin diesel uh have him in there for 20 minutes no more okay good cool um but yeah so yeah sam and private ryan um is both our number ones that's good yeah. excellent um 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna go one to five then. Okay, that's cool. Number two, the Big Lebowski, the Coen oh, Brothers. Yes. Um, you know that's just like an opinion, man. Um, <laughs> the like dude, such a like. If you don't like Jeff Bridges, you know, like, come on. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny though because when I see him in other movies, I'm like, that's the dude. Like, you always get dude. that. And he always, you know, when uh, <laughs> I'm thinking that uh, in Iron Man, remember when it was in Iron Man, the first oh, one, Obadiah Stane. Obadiah, <laughs> and he was like, man, <laughs> he was just doing it's like the dude impression. And it's like, it's so funny because, like, I don't know if he's doing that on purpose, like, to get fans, like, excited or, or that's just him. That's just how he's he probably is. probably having a little fun because I, like, he says, uh, you know, that's the closest character to, like, how he yeah, actually sir. is. Like, a lot of the wardrobe from The Big Lebowski is his own wardrobe. And, you know, like, uh, it's such a, such an amazing movie. Um <laughs> Number three, thank you for pointing it out, Wedding Singer. Um, and I think you covered everything that needs to be said about it. It's really, like, that was my introduction to Adam Sandler. And uh, it's, the movie plays, like, the perfect pop song. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, yeah, it's got, it's got its different, it's good pacing. and Like, it's got a, di- a yeah. good story and... Uh, the soundtrack, like, we were talking about the soundtrack, man. It's, it's, it, Two it volumes, makes, it makes that it makes that uh, that movie a lot you know come alive you know and bring that eighties you know the eighties into it so it's uh and of course he's a wedding singer so it's like you gotta have the music from its time especially oh, yeah. when you have a guy impersonating Boy George or whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um George yeah 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 um what else let's see number four. I'm going to do, I was going to do the mask of Zora. I'm going to do a night at the Roxbury. Ooh, I forgot about that one too. Like that influenced my dancing for far longer than it should have. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a dumb, stupid comedy, but it, it works on, you know, if you're in the mood for turning your brain off, it is, it works. It's such a funny movie. Um, when he's like, you know, are you free Saturday? And he like opens the planner and like takes off the cellophane and everything. I'm clear. <laughs> you know, like just little Will Ferrell is like, Oh, he's, he's so funny. His haircut, both their haircuts actually. Both, yeah. <laughs> and, and the makeup. Chris Kattan is like standable in that movie. Kind oh, of, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like, it's not like parody, I would think, right? But it's got like those beats in it, right? That yeah, you know, they kind of take it a little too far. They see things a little more literally, or they, you know, they kind of just act. Uh, but that's that's the thing. Like they're it's kind of similar, like Step Brothers. Like they act so much like those, you know, how they were kind of like born and raised. You know, it's like they're so into that like party lifestyle and night lifestyle, and trying to be cool and everything. And, you know, some people just don't get it, <laughs> but it makes for a hilarious film. And, uh, I, I don't know if that was my introduction to Will Ferrell too. I know Austin Powers is probably the, f- like my really oh, yeah. first introduction, but I remember, did you even know it was him? I didn't even know it was him. And I think the same could be said for Night at the Roxbury. I, maybe I saw it so young and then like seeing it later, it's like, Oh, Will Ferrell was in this movie and. So you kind of connect those together. So um, yeah, I always forget he like that's one of his. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I think of it one, more as like a Saturday Night Live movie as opposed to a Will Ferrell movie, you know? Yes, yeah. Uh, dude, that's a good pick. I, I love that movie. I love the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> number five, American History X. Ooh, that's a, dang, that's a that's good one, a too. That's a tough, tough movie, but uh, I think it's a good movie. Edward Norman. I don't know. Curb stomping. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a heavy movie. It's not easy. It's not easy to sit through, but uh, it's well it's well crafted, I guess. I don't know. It's <laughs> honestly been probably a decade since I've seen it, but I remember visuals and, and certain story beats so well that it's like, you know, it's, yeah. In my head, it stood the tef- test of time. I, f- I feel like I, s- I saw it, uh, I feel like I saw it, uh, when I was like a teenager, I would say. Then I think I think in high school, one of our teachers showed it to us. I'm trying to remember. Really? I don't know if, it, or maybe I saw it. Never mind. I might have seen it in my one of my college classes. It was like a music on film kind of thing. Oh, or okay. Analyzing, you know, uh, different types of films, genres. But uh, yeah, definitely a heavy movie. And to see that like transformation and that kind of transition of Edward Norton's character and how other people in his life is affecting his kind of choices. And, and then, you know, he's like this neo-Nazi guy at the beginning. And so, and the dad from boy meets world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like what? What? (laughs) Um, very interesting cast and Edward Furlong. Like, yeah. yeah. So, that's a good. Oh, me. That's a good. Uh, so, that's a good pick, dude. Because it is definitely solid performances. Oh, for performances, yes, yeah, definitely. You know, they all they put in a hundred percent for everything, and to pass something as as like a neo Nazi character and like that kind of uh, touching on like racism and uh, violence and just not giving you know what a what about <laughs> uh, everything else and having that person see an outside perspective and, and see how it's affecting the people he's around. And so it's a, it's an interesting like character study, right? You know? Yeah. Seeing a character. Thinking kind of about it now, like thinking about the ending, I, re- I remember the ending being very problematic. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to have to revisit it. Cause I don't know if, I don't know. You know what? Let's just say Mask of Zorro to keep it safe right now, ah, because I, okay. I I don't want to hitch my <laughs> hitch my ride to uh, American History X. Um, <laughs> Mask of Zorro can be enjoyed by the entire family um, any time of year, and you get Anthony Hopkins, which is pretty great. Yeah, you, you got to prepare for American History X. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You got to be in the right uh, mindset and mood. But <laughs> both both solid films, man. Mask of Zorro, yeah, that was a good film too as well. Absolutely. Well, Shawnee, that wraps it up for the year of 1998 in film and top five. Yeah. Um, tune in next next week for 1999. Getting close to the millennium. The millennium. Um, Shawnee, do you have any uh, wonderful things you'd like to share with us this week? Uh, nothing much. I, I just moved, so I'm just kind of getting stuff back together. Uh, I would recommend, I haven't tried this app yet, but it's called the Wish app. My cousin told me about it. I thought it was kind of sketch because I'm sure it's a pretty much a online seller that sells like clothes, gadgets, small little things for super cheap. 
And so I'm sure they're outsourcing from, to places like China or kind of outside the United States. However, I read up on the company and they seem like a legit company. And most of their transactions, I would say all their transactions have been safe. So it's not like anything like to be too sketched about. Uh, only negatives, I think, I haven't tried it out yet, but is delivery time. So certain dealers will have, you know, especially if it's coming from outside the country, a longer uh, shipment time. And then for things like clothing and certain things that you wear, sometimes the sizes are a little bit off. However, um, I have in my cart currently a kind of a, it looks like one of those uh, podcast or not podcast, radio um, uh, microphone stands. So it has like the little joint and springs and attaches to your desk so I can have it just kind of chilling right there all cool. set up. And it's for like 12 bucks. Plus sh- That's shipping awesome. speed made like 15, 16 bucks. But at the same time, I was, you know, I'll give it a go, give it a shot see if the quality is good. Um, I read the reviews too as well. So if something doesn't seem like it's, you know, a legit or uh, maybe for a piece of clothing, if the sizes are kind of off, you know, I have to read the comments and just see what it is. So I'm going to buy the stand and a jacket and see how they all fit for probably $35 altogether. Cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about it. Very interested. I'm sure it's, you know, uh, I'm sure it's legal because they <laughs> are a legit company. I read up on it and, um, my only concern is security and, and I guess, uh, quality. I can wait for a shipment. Um, there are express ways to get certain items, but it's pretty cool. I, I was looking at some items. There's like, headphone stands so if you want to prop your headphones up you can just kind of put them on a little stand that's like nice. three dollars or something oh wow um there's like a whole set of picks like 100 picks or something for like two bucks plus another two for shipping or something like that so four bucks for like 100 picks nice. so um kind of want to give it a go man i'll see how it, i'll get let you know on the next podcast uh i mean if i ever receive the items but <laughs> <laughs> that that's been kind of the theme is like some of the items get there early and some of them get there later so um i i am reserving my doubts but yeah i want to try it out because it's cool uh, this just kind of like life hacks there's some little trinkets and things you can get to help improve uh you know certain things like organization and whatnot so try it out nice give it a go i saw this really cool uh batman batarang they were selling on there too oh you had so, me at batman yeah <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, um, check that out. That's just a recommendation for apps. So far, I've had a good experience on it, Um, but I'll let you know my review, I guess, on the next podcast. Fantastic. Yeah, Joey. Do you have anything to share this week, too, man? Yes, I want to share two things. Uh, One is a documentary that I just watched uh, when I got home today. Uh Um, As I shared with you, is it two episodes ago now? Um, on our Beatles episode, I've been really into the Beatles. Um, and there's a documentary on Showtime called Good Old Fre- Frida. Good Old Frida. And she was the band's man. Uh, she was their press, their secretary, their secretary for yeah. 11 years. Oh, so wow. she was, she grew so up in Liverpool with them and would go see them at the Cavern Club and um, was the head of their fan club. Um, and that just kind of transitioned into her being their secretary. And uh, wow. But she's a really neat 
lady and I really enjoyed watching her um, tell this her story of being 17 years old and like just getting swept up and being a part of Beatlemania, like being in the background, but being seeing all of it and being oh, there yeah. for it. That's got to be it's amazing. really cool. Yeah, that's got to be amazing to hear that story. Yeah. And to, uh, uh, so that's free on Showtime right now. Okay, cool. Check that out. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, have you seen Get Out? I have not. And it's oh, out right now, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. It is one of the most original films I have seen in such a long time. Please watch this movie so we can talk about it. Yes. Um, I, it's funny. I actually listened to uh, Nerdist podcast. They did one with, um, uh, what's his name? Peel, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Yes. And he was talking about the film and everything. And it's funny because, like, it's so original, but he's like, he admits, he's like, I've pulled so much from, like, all the horror movies and, like, thrillers that I was really into. Um, Especially, I think he said, like, Stepford Wives. He had, like, kind of a, um, he kind of, like, tipped his hat off to that or or used, not used, but, you know, influenced from all those things. You know, that's, you know, how you really create, too, as well. You, Oh, from yeah. your influences and try to find something new out of it. So um, can't do uh, anything in a vacuum. Yes, it all it all connects. Cool. I've heard so many positive things about that movie, so I have to watch it <laughs> sooner or later. It's really great, and um, you know, and I think it's an important film to see right now with everything that's going on in our country and just how much hate there is in the world. And um, you know, I think. Uh, I, th- I just think it's really important that, that everybody sees this movie. Yeah. So get out. Get out. Cool. I want you to get out, imaginary audience. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that like that. Anyway, um, before we, we kind of wrap it up, I do want to share just a quick story that happened uh, yesterday. Um, and I, cause I think it's a real testament to, to our friendship. Um, cool. I was, I got home from work and I threw on um, Revolver on the record player and I'm cooking and everything. Um, Christine had her first day. She was working at CSUMB now. So she had her first day yesterday. So I was cooking her dinner and uh, was texting you. So making dinner for my wife, texting my lover, Sean. <laughs> and um, we're list- I'm listening to Revolver and you sent me the picture of your record player all hooked up and ready to go. And I was like, oh, what was your first spin? And you were like, I'm listening to Revolver. And I was like, what? <laughs> I sent you the picture of me listening to Revolver. And um, yeah, man, just uh, how old are we now? We're, we're 28. And uh, we've known each other since we were four or five. And we're doing this podcast. And, um, you know, we're still we're still very much one, one brain. And, yeah, and, uh, I thought that was funny know. when you sent me that. You're like, no way. I'm listening to the same so record stoked. too. <laughs> yeah, that, that never awesome. happens. Um, yeah, yeah, we'd never we'd never had like a movie we watch at the exact same time, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, that's yeah. It's it was really fun. Uh, like I, I I was happy to hook that record player up, and I had a chance to like organize my records, and um, now I have it in like the common room of our house, so it's like you know everyone can share, and um, that's cool. Yeah, it becomes I, a communal experience listening to records. You know, it becomes oh, like yeah. an activity just to listen to music. Where it's you don't get that when you just click it on your on iTunes or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, you get to pick pick the music out. You know, uh, look at the record and and kind of take it in a little bit more. 
And now it has encouraged me to pick up more records because I, I picked up a bunch from a garage sale like a couple years ago. And so I finally like went through a box of them and picked the ones I, you know, I felt like, you know, uh, definitely attached to me. And then now I'm just like, I, now since I've moved, I kind of want to find a record shop around here. If there is any, um, I found a comic book store though. So you might like that when you come visit. Check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, that was super crazy, dude. I cannot believe that happened. But, you know, I, I would believe it because we just have this, like, history with each other and we're, our likes, we have so many things that we're, we grew up on and, and like so much and influence us to that degree. So, My hetero Let's life see. mate, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Day. <laughs> um well, Shawnee, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Alrighty, you guys can find me on Instagram at Shawnee Music, S H A U N D A Y Music, and on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Hey, and Joe, where can we find you? <laughs> uh, you can check me out on Instagram, I guess, uh, at Joey Parati. You can try at least. And uh, you can check out my website, JoeyParatiScripts.com. Um, Shawnee, this has been a good show. It's been, it's I been think good. this might be one of our longer ones, but I had a really great time. Uh, Me too, dude. Talking video games and life hacks and 1998 movies <laughs> and all the other stuff. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it again next week, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs>